everyone, welcome to another episode of What is a Podcast. Um, a little, little worried today. Um, my voice was absolutely fucked yesterday. I was planning on recording yesterday after work, but my the nature of this work from home stuff means I gotta yell all the time, and my voice was sort of ripped to shreds. So I knew if I had recorded yesterday. It would have been bad for my voice overall, so I took some time off. Feeling better today. I have enough voice left in me, I think, for a podcast today. We'll see. Um, but feeling a little a little nervous about recording, but we're going to push through it. And to start off, um, Black Lives Still Matter. Um, Black Lives Matter when everything goes back to whatever normal is after this, because Black Lives Mattering is normal. So black lives will always matter. That's the bare minimum is that they matter. They're more than that. Black lives are so much more than just bare minimum mattering. But we're we're giving you softballs here. So black lives matter. They will always matter. And we're going to we're going to keep moving. Okay. now a lot of weird stuff in the news um, this past week, starting with um, local comedian Chris D'Elia. Um, who, if you don't know, Chris D'Elia is a pretty famous comedian. I know he's done like specials, I think like on Netflix and other places, podcasts, you know, he's big on Twitter, or at least he was big on Twitter. And Chris D'Elia has been exposed, outed, um, you know, accused of being into underage women, underage girls, girls, right? Girls are sort of by definition underage children teenagers is what i'm trying to say right so crystalia on twitter and i guess other places has been messaging and having flirty you know sexually charged relationships with girls like 18 and under and i don't know how old crystalia is he's anywhere between 30 and 45 right somewhere in that range way too old to be talking to these girls but that's what he's been doing apparently it's more than one right it's not just like one girl it's been like he sort of seeks out these younger girls to like flirt with and like you know I don't want to say get off. That's so gross. I was like, I'm trying to say something that doesn't make me feel gross. But Chris D'Elia is gross, assuming that everything is true. And I believe that everything that's been said about Chris D'Elia, or at least most of it, is true. I don't see why anyone would lie about such a thing. And people have produced like so many text messages. And while text messages can be faked, right? I don't think a bunch of people are just faking text, right? That's not something that... I believe happens, right? People sometimes lie. I don't think people mass fake text messages. That seems absolutely ridiculous. So, Crystalia, right, messaging all these all these girls, you know, getting his rocks off, right, to messaging all these girls and I'm like, what the fuck is going on? Because I've watched the show You. I've watched both seasons of the show you on netflix and on season two of you chris D'Elia plays the same exact type of fucking guy he played himself in you quite literally in you chris D'Elia plays a comedian who's secretly like a underage pervert type of guy and that's what chris D'Elia 
turns out to be. And I was reading an article about Chris D'Elia saying that he would like search his name, like not his at name, not like at Chris D'Elia. I'm talking about people just tweeting about like how much they like Chris D'Elia's comedy. And then he would like find, I guess, the the younger ones and then just send a message, right? And here's what I want to say to anyone listening if you're you know 20 and older right let's just say 20 and older right constantly consistently going after like 16 to 18 year olds is is fucking weird right you should not be doing that right i mean if you're like 16 and they're 15 right that's fine. I don't care about age gaps when it's that. Or even if you're like 24 and they're 22, like then no one gives a shit, right? But if you're going consistently after people in the same age range as you continue to progress, right? I have no choice but to look at you like a fucking weirdo, right? And don't come at me with the I'm not a pedophile, I'm an febophile, or however that fucking word is pronounced. I'm majored in language, I've studied language for a long time, and I can tell you this right here. I don't care what Google says, an febophile and a pedophile are the same fucking thing. If you're an if you identify as an febophile, if you you know use that as an excuse, you're a pedophile, right? You don't if you like you've taken the time to justify your pedophile ass position by learning the word ephebophile. And if you don't know the word ephebophile, you can look it up for yourself. Just know that an ephebophile and a pedophile is the same thing. You're going to be treated the same way if you're a quote unquote ephebophile, if you're a not quote, not quote pedophile. You're going to be treated the same exact fucking way. So don't even hide behind that ephebophile defense. And for you other people, you other people who might be my age, like I'm 25, you 25, 26-year-olds, who say the shit like the age of consent is only 16, that's not underage in this specific state, let me tell you, I don't give a fuck what the age of consent is. If you know specific ages of consent, like if you know where the age of consent is under 18, you're the same as these febophile motherfuckers. You're a pedophile too, as far as I'm concerned. Why are you worried about minimum age of consent, right? You should be worried about whether people who are appropriately aged like you or not. That's what you should be worried about. You shouldn't be worried about like, oh, as soon as you turn this age, like I'm gonna go and make my move. No, you should, you know, meet people in a more organic way. Like you're sort of harpooning in on people who just become legally acceptable, not necessarily morally acceptable, but legally you can't go to jail, I guess. And then you're going to like harpoon in and start a relationship that way. No, because we all know, right, it's pretty common knowledge now that your brain is not fully developed until you're about 25, right? Your brain is not at its maximum peak running capacity until about 25. Since we know that, right, that's science. You can, you can look that up. I don't know the exact specifics, but we do know that. 
right? So if you're that 25, 26 year old, you're just at the peak of operation. Your brain is a well-oiled machine and you're going after people who are not well-oiled machines yet. Their machine is still being oiled, right? You have your full oil and you're going after a machine that only has like half its oil, right? How the fuck are you looking now? That's manipulative by its nature, right? Because the people who are younger, those 16, 17, like even 18 year olds, right? They might think it's cool. They might think it's interesting, but they are not aware of the manipulation that you're putting on them. Your older sort of coercion manipulation. No, right? Don't do that. Don't put people in a manipulating point of view. Don't manipulate people to want to be with you you should want to be with people who like you for your natural charm and charisma and if you don't have any natural charm and charisma then work on it i guess or make your awkwardness work for you i sometimes don't feel very charismatic but you can make an awkward situation into a funny or charming situation depending on how you roll your dice so Work on that instead of trying to get these people who just graduated fucking high school. What is wrong with you? And for for you younger people out there, if you're under 18, if you're 16, 17, 18 listen, listening to this, right? If that older dude or older woman or whoever comes trying to harpoon in, I encourage you with all the fiber of your being to to not pursue that. I encourage you, I implore you to be like, you know what, this 25-year-old is not the one for me. I, I, that, I just want, I, that's the thought I would, I would hope that goes through people's heads and that you don't give these high school harpooners something to, to work. Oh God, it sounds gross every time you, you say something like that. It's just, I don't even like saying it, but I feel like it's important to be aware right that these older guys are they're they're not into you for anything other than your they think that they can manipulate a younger person that's the majority of what they're doing is they think they can manipulate a younger person and that's why they're sort of going about it in the way that you do right and honestly right if you're 25 if you're like me 25 what are you really going to talk to a 17, 18-year-old about, right? What do, what is, what do 25-year-olds and 18-year-olds have really in common, right? You might have grown up around similar things, but you're at different stages in your life, most likely. A 25-year-old, in most cases, right, whether you went to college or not, in most cases, you're in like a stage of your life where you're trying to you know, iron out a path that's somewhat steady. And an 18-year-old, a lot of times, doesn't know what the fuck to do, whether you're going to college, whether you're not going to college, whether you're, you know, getting a job, moving away, trying to join the military or backpack across Europe or whatever. 18-year-olds don't really know what they're going to do. And in American society, we say, oh, 18 is a quote-unquote adult, figure something out. 25-year-olds had years of seasoning trying to figure something out, right? And now most 25-year-olds I see are sort of, sort of trying to solidify that path before they hit 30. And you're in, most of the time, different stages of your life. So what, are, what is you even talking about, right? I 
have hardly anything in common with an 18-year-old, right? Hardly anything. Like, there are very few things that I have in common with an 18-year-old. I don't know what you talk about for, like, long-term romantically with an 18-year-old. It makes no sense to me. Other than you're trying to manipulate someone, which, again, is bad, and you shouldn't do it, right? Work, work on work on something else, right? You know that saying, like, pick on someone your own size? Like, pick on someone your own age, dog. Like, come on, at, le- at least try, right? At least try to meet someone at a coffee shop or at a ice cream parlor or in the library. Like, that rom-com shit, try that, at least, right? Instead of, like, focusing on these younger people, it's... It's flabbergasting. It's disgusting. I don't I don't like it. But anyway, comedians aren't the only people going down. And I don't know a whole lot about this, so I'll probably keep this brief. But I was on Twitter, and apparently a lot of streamers, a lot of gamers, are being accused of some borderline Me Too or full-blown Me Too stuff, borderline Crystalia stuff, right? And they're going about it and people are exposing like gamers or they're being like in the gaming community, like women are saying this in the gaming community, I have experienced X, Y, Z. And they might not always name names, but a lot of people are stepping forward. And I don't know who's implicated in this or not, except for like a couple Pokemon people. Um, I don't want to get too Homerish on the Pokemon side because I know that not everyone cares about Pokemon, but I know a couple of Pokemon people were implicated in this as well in the gaming community. But most of it seemed to be like centered around Twitch and circulating around Twitch and gamers that are, I guess, popular on Twitch. I find Twitch pretty, um, how do I say this? Pretty, um, in inaccurate no inaccurate isn't in the right word unproductive i would say or inefficient i would say is how i view twitch in most live streams in general right i feel like with twitch if it's a live stream and you're like sort of tethered to the twitch stream and part of twitching is like watching and interacting you can't really do other things but watch twitch at least in my experience so when it comes to Twitch, I've I've tried it out, but if you're not like one of the popular ones, and even then I don't know every popular person, but if you're not like a ninja or like um what is this guy's name? Tifu, I think that guy's name is, or Pokimane, right? I don't really know who you are. Um, except for a couple like Pokemon YouTubers who I know also do Twitch, but I don't know people who have like really built their fame in their name off of Twitch like that. And but what I have noticed in like the times that I have dabbled in the Twitch world, right? Trying it out, seeing if I like it, turns out that I don't really like just Twitch streaming in general. Um what I found was is that a lot of people on the internet get mad at women for like being women. Right. They'll say, like, oh, this person is only popular because they're wearing shirts that show their cleavage or they're showing, you know, the top part of their boobs or their under boob. And that's the only reason why they're popular. Right. I see things along that line. And first of all, do you not like boobs? Second of all, 
with, you know, people who have boobs, what do you expect them to do with it? Right? Do you just expect them to like eliminate their boobs? Because that's not going to happen. Like they're gonna be there whether you like it or not. And I say boobs because that seems to be just like a big topic of discussion around like just the ire towards women on Twitch. But when it comes to that, it's like what what is the issue, right? In normal circumstances, a lot of these people, I don't want to say all of them, but a lot of them probably like boobs. They're probably on the internet searching up pictures of people with boobs, pictures, videos, OnlyFans, all that stuff. So why is it a problem when someone who has the thing that you like, they possess something that you are attracted to? Why is it a problem that they're playing video games or doing whatever on Twitch. Why is that a problem? Why are the boobs a problem now when they're not a problem almost anywhere else, right? You like these things. Why are you doing this? And the the only thing I can really come up with, right? The only logical explanation is that you don't like women. That's sort of how you can see it because if you're doing the same thing as a dude, And like a lot of the complaints are you're only popular because you're hot or something, right? Do you, hot people are like hot. Why, what, what's the issue here, right? Do you not want to watch hot people playing video games, right? You already like video games. You already like hot people, hot women. I I know that you're, you're, that you're searching them up on X videos and Pornhub. So what's the issue now? right? The issue now is that they're popular, right? It's cool when they're not popular until they're, or even if they're popular, but if they're popular in a way that you expect like men to be popular, then it's an issue, right? And the way it happens is like, okay, you don't like women, right? And that's the only logical thing I can come up with. And I know one thing, I see this on Twitter from time to time, um, where people just like hate on Pokimane, which is one of the few Twitch streamers that I know. Um, And they'll be like, Pokimane looks different without makeup. And I've seen the pictures of Pokimane with and without makeup. And I don't know if Pokimane is the most popular streamer or anything like that. I think Ninja is like the most popular streamer. But I know she's popular. I don't know if she's the most popular, but I know she's popular. Popular enough to get negative energy because that's one sad thing about the internet is that no one is universally loved. The sad thing is that the higher you get, the more popular you get, the more people are gonna be sick of you. And if you don't believe me, ask Chrissy Teigen. Um, but when it comes to that, and they'll be like, Pokemon looks awful without makeup, blah, blah, blah. I've seen the pictures, right? And Pokemon. And you can you can Google this. You can you don't have to take my word for it. But she looks like a regular 20 something girl, an attractive person. Right. But a regular 20 something. Right. With and without makeup. She looks 20 something in both like a normal, you know, 20 something that happened to make it big on Twitch. And I assume make a fuckload of money off of this like Twitch social media shit. Right. But she looks 20 something in both 
And I remember vividly, like, seeing a picture of Pokimane without makeup, right? And saying, how does someone age without makeup? And I saw that and was like, what is you talking about age, right? She looks 23, 4, 5, right? And both of the pictures you posted with makeup and without makeup. And to me, this is another thing. Like, do you actually like women? Do you actually talk to women, right? Or are you actually paying attention to women? Because otherwise, it seems to me like you wouldn't even make a comment like that, right? You wouldn't even do this with makeup, without makeup comparison, because of course, people look different without makeup. That's the whole thing with makeup. I'm not saying that Pokimane looks exactly the same with or without makeup because makeup does change things. I'm not dumb. I wouldn't ever say that. But makeup is usually something that you can tell is on, right? If you're wearing like some eyeshadow, some lipstick, some mascara, some blush, contour, usually it's something that you can tell is on. And most of the time it looks good, right? But still, even still, for people who don't wear makeup, and I am one of them, and especially like if you're not used to it, you can see people every day with their everyday makeup and assume that their everyday makeup is no makeup. That can happen. But to me, like just like harping on this whole makeup versus no makeup thing when it comes to Twitch streamers and stuff like that, just another sign that do you actually like women? I don't think that you do, right? And I think that's a problem that probably escalates to real life, if I was to assume, right? In a lot of those gaming community, I don't know names and people didn't say names and you don't have to say names, but it seems like that's a huge problem that I don't know how it's going to be resolved. But the whole the whole Twitch thing, it's, it's not for me. Um, I don't see myself even streaming on Twitch, really, unless I get a whole bunch of help, because I don't know the technology behind that. But anyway, let's move on to something a little bit um, brighter, I guess. Um, Everybody's celebrating Juneteenth now, like not just black people, right? Everybody is like rocking with Juneteenth. And that's something that you know, I didn't think would happen. Um, Because Juneteenth, if you don't know, it's when, you know, slavery was quote unquote, officially over. Um, If you also don't know, slavery still exists in United States prisons because of the 13th Amendment and a loophole that requires that prisons can have slave labor, essentially. But basically, word got to Texas, slaves are no longer cool. It's not cool to have slaves no more slaves, people are free, June 19th, Juneteenth, right? And that's a day that's been celebrated for a long time. It's one of the oldest, like, truly American holidays, right? And people just only celebrated it sort of in pockets, right? And it's a pretty black holiday. Not pretty black, it is a black holiday. Um, But even amongst like all black people, like people didn't celebrate it. Like from my observation, right, there are pockets of celebrations, you know, there's acknowledgements, but it wasn't a widespread, fully widespread thing. But now in the year of our Lord 2020, and probably the worst year that I have tried to weather my experience against, everyone's celebrating Juneteenth, right? 
not just black people, people of all shapes and sizes are at least like acknowledging Juneteenth. And it's okay if you didn't know what Juneteenth was until 2020. Why? Because I don't teach it in schools, right? Like even like black kids, right? Black kids who have this holiday, this is our holiday, Juneteenth, right? If you don't necessarily have someone to tell it to you, like a family member or a friend, you're likely not going to know about it because it's not taught in school, right? Things like, you know, independence, American independence is taught in school, but Juneteenth, not taught in school, right? So it's sort of a weird thing for kids to, or even adults to sort of wrap around that there was this event, this holiday, this major event in history that's sort of been bulldozed over in favor of other things like the 4th of July. Like right now, right, is like, gear, like in typical situations, it's like gearing up for 4th of July. But now we're all celebrating Juneteenth. And I've seen the I've seen the pictures, the celebrations, all that. It makes me worried because COVID is still spiking. COVID is still, you know, spreading. So that makes me, you know, anxious and scared. But the celebration pictures are beautiful, right? And I know it started in Texas. Juneteenth started in Texas. And Texas, Galveston, I believe, is sort of the the big hotbed, right? And I wonder how they feel, um, the Galveston people, the Galveston residents, uh, how they feel about it. But to me, like the the thing that comes to my mind, and I'm sort of like sad to say is that Juneteenth can become commercialized easily, but it can also be commercialized racistly, right? It's very easy to like have something be racist and surrounded by Juneteenth and have people with good intentions, right? just absolutely get canceled. Um, So that's something that worries me. And also like sort of like Juneteenth sales and like big capitalism and Juneteenth, things like that. I can definitely see that. But it just is kind of a bummer that Juneteenth is popping now when everyone is susceptible to a deadly virus, right? Even people who are celebrating, like we can't necessarily celebrate how we would like to celebrate because of this goddamn stupid ass virus. But I think it is cool that everyone, like, and I mean, I use everyone sort of loosely, but that so many people are celebrating and acknowledging Juneteenth because it's like, hundreds of years overdue at this point. Um, but, you know, acknowledging that and acknowledging also, right, even if you don't say it directly, that the education system kind of whitewashes a lot of things, right? I was thinking about the education system in elementary school and realizing that we learned about like all like the conquistadors and like circumnavigating the earth and things like that. And I can remember like those names like Vasco da Gama, Francisco Pizarro, Americo Vespucci, you know, Columbus is the big one, right? But you don't really get into, at least my teachers didn't really get into like the actual tragedy. And maybe they do that because like they're kids, like you learn about these guys when you're kids. Um, and like maybe talking about like 
unspeakable violence isn't cool. But they also talk about slavery, which is, you know, horrible, unspeakable violence. So I don't know. But we learn about those guys without like sort of like what was attached to like literally conquering new lands and like imperialism and colonialism, right? You don't learn about like the conquest. You sort of learn oh, these guys went to Peru, and now Peru speaks Spanish now. Like, you learn a very, like, hop-skip-jump version of conquistadorism. And it's like, oh, you know, may- maybe we should we should retool this a little bit or, like, gradually input, like, what this stuff is. I think, you know, at least, like, a fifth grader can probably handle it, at least a little bit. Um, but stuff like Juneteenth that doesn't get mentioned, right, or, like you know, other parts of um, black history, like we're talking about Black Wall Street, if we're talking about like, you know, Jim Crow laws, things like that, right? We can, we could probably do a little better service. And I'm not painting all teachers with a bad brush. And I don't even think that my teachers were bad, necessarily. I just think that the education that's been institutionalized, and like the standards that teachers need to hit, like, sort of reduces us to this sort of, like, glossing over of important things. And then you realize later, like, oh, this happened, or, oh, this actually happened in this way, or, oh, these guys that I learned about that were kind of cool and awesome conquistadors, they're actually really bad and evil conquistadors. Um, So, the education system probably can can use a little bit of tweaking or at least like the books probably can use a little bit of tweaking um at least from what i remember i haven't been in elementary school in quite literally decades so i could be talking up my ass but i'm pretty sure i'm right um but it's cool that we're all celebrating juneteenth maybe we can inject it into schools more a little bit since the the kids are probably hearing about it for the first time these little first second third graders are hearing about it for the first time so probably can can nudge it a little bit more a little bit more black history a little bit more of the real like colors of america and what really went down and what's really you know an actual landmark of a day um but also father's day happened and i i imagine like for the people that are covid conscious like father's day this year is kind of whack um because if your dad is like 50 or older that means that they're like high risk and that means that you can't really go anywhere like you can't do like your nice brunch or you can't do your nice like family outing because your family is high risk and you can't be doing that because I have to imagine that a good portion of dads are over 50 like if you're my age if you're 25 right your dad is probably at least 50 right by now for in the most part so having you know high risk family members not great when there's an entire day celebrating your high risk family member i mean i guess if you have like the means you can like make a nice dinner for your for your dad or whatever but covid is just fucking up the game for so many things but still people are deciding that covid just isn't a big deal anymore. And if you're one of those people, right, that's sort of thinking that COVID is not a big deal, the Rona, coronavirus, COVID-19, 
if you think that that's not a big deal anymore or that you can like loosen up, I am begging you to not loosen up because the cases are soaring. I think the only place that has more cases like recently than America is Brazil. I think I read that. And Brazil has a pretty Trumpian president or leader, whatever they call him in Brazil. So if you have like a Trump-esque type of guy as your leader, you better hope, pray, and skip that you don't get another virus because these guys clearly show that they cannot handle shit about a virus. If the I think his name is Bolsonaro in uh, Brazil. And of course, Trump, like those guys, two peas in a pod and look at the countries just filled with fucking viruses. So take that for what it is. But COVID is spiking. The virus is not a hoax. People are dying, right? I'm at the point now, right, where I know people whose family members have gotten the virus and are not in good shape because of the virus. And famous athletes are continuing to get it. The NBA is trying to play. I don't know how it's going to work because this whole Disneyland thing in the NBA seems sort of wildly unsafe um, because... Florida and Orlando, which is like the Florida of Florida, those places are getting hit with the virus hard. So I don't know how safe the NBA's plan is to return. And people are sort of dropping out and people in the WNBA are dropping out as well. So makes me makes me nervous. Um, But COVID is spiking. Take it seriously. Please, um, please take it seriously. You don't need to protest. You don't need a haircut. Like my hair is looking like absolute shit. And you know what? It's okay because I am not leaving my house for no reason. I'm not going out to eat. Yes, the the restaurants are sort of open, right? Restaurants are sort of open, but you don't have to eat and sit down at the restaurant, right? You can still take your shit to go in most places. You don't need to sit down. You don't need to have a date, right? We have Zoom. We have Skype. We have Google Hangouts. We have all that shit for free. You don't need to to go and sit down. You can get a bite to eat, have a nice Zoom date, light a candle, drink some White Claw, and be fine, right? You don't need to go out, and especially if you don't have a goddamn mask. Wear the fucking mask, guys. And... Part of this, right, and this is not an uh, an original thought by me, but it is something to keep note of. And this is something that I went into in college a lot. And like when I was in college, I sort of tackled this idea a little bit being an American. But like the sort of American dream is rooted in individualism and America is rooted largely in individualism and that individualism, meaning that I can succeed and fuck you if you don't succeed, but I can succeed in America, right? And that's a lot of reasons why people even come to this country. That individualism has a negative effect on trying to stop something for the greater good, right? Instead of like the collectivism or like the compassion for others, we see people who don't really give a fuck about other people Not everyone, but a lot of people who don't really give a fuck about other people and really just don't want to be like locked down anymore, right? They're tired of it and spreading the disease or potentially getting the disease is mattering less and less, right? And now 
they're protesting the virus, right? They're, in my eyes, there's reasonable protests going on still, just still going on, and unreasonable protests. Protesting a disease that you think is a hoax, that's ridiculous to me. I'm not going to say you can't do it. I'm not going to say rubber bullet tear gas, but I am saying I think you're idiots. Um, and then there's, you know, Black Lives Matter protests and people are still, you know, struggling um, throughout this protest and there needs to be resources um, and I will provide resources in the description as I have been doing recently. So you can go, you can go find those things there. But with all that, right, with this sort of individualism, like I need a haircut, I want a massage, I want to go back to normal, right? Normal, whatever normal is, is not going to look the same, baby, because we, we've seen that our behaviors can be kind of destructive. So we're probably not going to go back to exactly normal, but, you know, probably listen to the, the, the people that study these things, right? That's what I'm doing, right? And think about the mask. The mask is at most an inconvenience. If the mask doesn't work, fine, the mask doesn't work. But if the mask does work, then I'm saving lives quite literally. And who doesn't want to save lives? Who doesn't want to be a hero? You think about it as being a hero. And I think part of the reason we're fucked up also is at the beginning of this, if you remember, they said that the masks don't work, right? They said, don't be like those Asian countries. The masks don't work. And now everyone's getting a mask or everyone's supposed to have a mask in this big ass country. How the hell are you going to regulate that? You really can't. But wearing the mask... And I think that possibly if we had been like an Asian country like China, where a lot of the culture there is even if you're a little bit sick, you wear a mask, I think we'd probably be better off by now, right? I think we would. But alas, we are not. And we all have masks. I have two masks now um, that I'm wearing, one white and one black, so it can go with all my outfits. So... You can get fun with it. You can be you can be creative. You can use a nice little bandana. You can switch it up, match your outfits. You know, have fun with it. Like when if you make it fun, maybe you won't complain so much. That's just just a thought. Um and lastly, cuz I do have to go cuz I'm on the last legs of my voice. I figured I can get at least, you know, 30 minutes in and we've sort of blown past that, which is good. Um but lastly, Baseball is coming back. Major League Baseball is coming back in July. About a month from recording, we will have proper Major League Baseball. Assuming that the virus doesn't torpedo everything, we will have actual proper baseball. And it's going to be 60 games. And I'm happy that baseball figured itself out because there's a lot of disputes amongst the players and the owners. And it seems like the owners, like, kind of just want to make money but at the same time they were fucking the thing that makes them money in the mouth and it they it wasn't working so finally they were able to come to an agreement the players the managers and the owners and we're going to get probably like a no fan probably trying to be safe experience like they are in korea and the thing about korea is way less virus right places like new zealand way less virus so I'm more comfortable with sports over there because the virus is 
way more contained. In America, we've seen we don't know what the hell we're doing. So it's very possible that for the NBA, for the M- MLB, that one guy gets infected and then the whole league shuts down. And then what? But it's going to be 60 games. And I think what, what baseball can experiment with is a shorter season. I think Korean baseball has 144 games. I think America could actually go shorter. Like, I think we could do like 120, maybe even 100 right? And see how that goes. And maybe the the less games, the more impact each game has, right? I can see some of that happening. But we're going to get baseball. Who knows how good it's going to be? But I'm going to watch. I haven't forgot about the KBO. NC Dinos are my guys. But in the back of my head, I just have this strong feeling that the virus is going to cancel the season as soon as it gets started back up again. Um, it also raises a question, like, if you win in a truncated season, does it really count? And in this baseball a sport where we've had a lot of cheaters recently, I think if you get through the season and you don't cheat, I think it counts, right? I think you deserve it, right? You, you fought through a whole bunch of negotiations. You came back after, like, a long-ass break. I think you deserve it, right? Unless you're the fucking Astros. The Astros don't deserve it. They're fucking dirty, filthy cheaters. But other than that, I think you deserve it. But we're looking forward to seeing what baseball is going to be. They said it's going to start like the 23rd or the 24th of July. And it's probably going to be no fans, which means every game is going to be like a Tampa Rays game. Man, I didn't deliver that joke as cleanly as I wanted to. That was a fucking good joke. And I didn't deliver it cleanly. I said Tampa Ray Rays and that's going to haunt me for at least the next few days. What I meant to say, let me try it again. There's probably going to be no fans so every game is going to be like a Tampa Bay Rays game. You get it? You get it? And we'll see how it works. Um, But I'm excited to see like baseball that I don't have to stay up until one in the morning for. No shade to Korean baseball. I've found Korean baseball rather enjoyable. I like my NC Dinos. Um, other, like I like the Ki Woom Heroes logo. I like the KT Wiz logo. I like all those things. I like the mascots. I like the energy. I like the bat flips. I like it all. Um, so I'm going to continue following my KBO, right? But this is something that I don't have to stay up to the wee hours of the night for. And I'm going to watch, right? Oh, shit, I guess I should talk about NASCAR. Because um, NASCAR is a sport, too. Um, and they're dealing with their own racist things and their racist fans. And one thing I'll say about NASCAR, right? One, like a million years late on the Confederate flag thing. Two, the Confederate flag, I think, has shown, right? If you fly the con- Confederate flag and you say you're not racist and the flag isn't racist... Donning the Confederate flag and like waving it around at the very least, the best case scenario for the Confederate flag is that you tolerate a little bit of racism. And to me, that's still racist, right? You and specifically white against black racism. So to me, that's still racist. Get rid of it. You don't need the Confederate flag anymore, baby. Like if you want to be an American so bad, there's an American flag right there. Confederate flag and American cultures are 
anti each other, right? It's American culture, right? I'm doing my duty as a patriot to say, fuck the Confederate flag. That's probably the most patriotic thing about me is saying the Confederate flag is fucking garbage, right? So get rid of the Confederate flag. Good on NASCAR. Good on Bubba Wallace. They were now in this house. We are, you know, supporters of Bubba Wallace now. Um, so yeah, and I think I'm going to end it there. My voice is starting to get on its last legs and I have work tomorrow and I need to yell for six plus hours. So I'll see you next week. Thank you. Love you. I mean it when I say I love you. Black lives still matter resources in the description. All right. See you next week. Bye.